0: Welcome to the Interviews Podcast. Welcome Interisti to episode 70 of the Interviews Podcast. We are here for the post-match reaction of Inter-Atletico Madrid in the first leg of the round of 16 at the San Siro, which finishes 1-0 to Inter, courtesy of a goal, thank God, from Marko Arnautovic in the 79th minute. As always, I am one half of your co-hosting duo, Alessandro Rafa, joined here by Johnny Paterno. We have a lot to talk about. Um, A very emotional day up and down, and we'll get into all of it. Uh, but before we do so, Johnny, today's, um, today's a pretty special day. Why don't you go ahead and tell the
1: listeners uh, why this episode is, is so big? Today's a very special day. And for the listeners, I didn't even know about it until my mother showed me uh, a Facebook post where she was kind of promoting this. But today is exactly one year to the day since we started this podcast. So 70 episodes in 365 days. Those are pretty good numbers, and I'm pumped. Seventy episodes, uh, a
0: number of of guests, a lot of cards given away, a lot of um, fun interactions on Twitter. Of course, none of it's possible without you guys. Actually, it might be possible. To be honest, I think we would record if we had zero, zero. zero listeners. I think
1: zero listeners, we would still do. And according to some on 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 the Twitter sphere, who aren't fans of of Inter, we don't have any listeners anyway. So. We don't have
0: we don't have any listeners, but we Anyone. appreciate we appreciate those of you who tune in, um, yes, to listen to us jam about Inter. It means a lot, and uh, it's that's crazy—a uh, full year. So Porto in the first leg last year was the first time it was also it was a round of sixteen game at San Siro, which finished one one nothing,
1: one nothing as well. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs>
0: What a year it's been! We've been very lucky to see um a great team
1: throughout oh, the entirety oh, of another thing that kind of tie into that though and uh, the striker that scored was a striker that wasn't getting a lot of love from the fans no. so I mean okay a striker well,
0: I- who's known known for missing um some opportunities so uh-huh ah, oh, the world very interesting um all right. Let's dive into this game because there there is a lot to talk about. But before we do so, um a you know, uh an acknowledgement of an Inter legend today who sadly uh lost his life, um had a heart attack at the age of sixty-three is actually my dad's age, and when I saw the announcement this morning, um it really hit me and I just <clears throat> I didn't get to watch this player um he, you know before before I was even born but I knew who he was because he you know my dad would would talk about him we're talking about Andreas Bremer, who his career he's had some in, insane highlights he scored the penalty in the 1990 final against Argentina that handed Germany um the third world world title he won uh, the UEFA Cup, uh, Serie A, an Italian Super Cup with Inter. He was very, very close to the organization. Even you know later in his life, after the game, Inzaghi and you know Ricardo Ferri were were talking about him, and he would always check in with what was going on. He was uh you know he was close with the ultras, and he also up until the last days of his life would you know, continually post on social media about the team. You know, he even posted for Juve dropping points. I mean, the guy was Interista through and through. Um, a really, really sad news. And, you know, again, I I hadn't he was before my time, um, before I was alive. But, you know, getting on the phone with my dad this morning and um, you know, telling him the news, it was You could hear it in his voice too, uh, just how much this player meant to the team. So we pay we pay respects respect to his family, um, his friends, and um, lost a good one today.
1: Yeah, it was a very kind of like eye opening experience in the sense that you just recognize your own family's mortality. You know, Mm -hmm. seeing that he's the same age as my mom. And to hear the way my father talked about him, the same thing as you i didn't I didn't really get to to witness him play and I, I kind of wish I would have because you know I was obsessed with Rekoba's left foot, and my father to the even today was saying just how much better of a left foot andy andy bremer's was and and even his right foot you know was just as good, which is crazy to think about you know um yeah, you know, Nima said it even before this even happened. He was saying it. We were talking about Andy Bremer and he was talking. To, we were talking about how he was ahead of his time as a left back um, to have that offensive capabilities in his game and the ability to take long range shots and, and deliver great crosses and stuff and, and be two-footed. Um, you know, he jokingly was saying like, oh, I wonder what he would have been like in in, in Inzaghi system, which... My goodness um if he's as as great as everyone says and and obviously you know I'm going off a of YouTube clips, it looks like he would be yeah uh, we lost a we lost a good one for sure, and you know to see how Pemi broke down on on camera, you know talking about him um Zenga, you know the long i mean heartfelt tweet not tweet um Instagram post that he put um, talking about how he was essentially just right under the ultras, like in the sense like he was that big of a fanatic for inter um. It's uh, it's a shame. I wish we could have done more to honor him before this game. Obviously, you don't have a lot of time given given the sudden act of it, and yeah, it's um, it's sad to see for sure.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, definitely sobering. And he was sixty three is uh, is young. It's young for
1: for sure, man.
0: Um, you know, a heart attack like that. He was part of you know the German the legendary German contingent at Inter with Lothar Matthäus and, uh, Klinsmann. And, um, you know, to, to your, what you were talking about with that left foot, like he also sort of revolutionized that position because he was so much more involved offensively than, um, what was typically seen. So, um, can't, can't, you know, get into this game without talking a little bit about him. The players honored him with black armbands today, and and we pay our respects. Rest in peace, Andreas. All right, so emotions definitely going into this game, and this was one of the best performances i like in terms of some of the the team play and the the actions that we saw on the pitch today that i thought i've seen for me that all season there were some moves especially for uh the build up for Arnatovich's first touch of the game which was um i don't know what xg it had but it had to be like 0.7 or something that he skied over the bar um we played some absolutely absolutely brilliant football today. And before we get into the game, you're there's there were a lot of people on Twitter disrespecting Inter. I guess this is the first time a lot of, you know, outside of Calcio Twitter that people were tur- tuning in to watch Inter uh, play. Um, there were a lot of comments like, oh, this is the team that you thought and whatever. All of that is to say, I think I came to the realization today that the Premier League like has ruined these people's brains to the point where they don't even know what they're watching. Like they have no idea what the sport is. Like I think I saw one guy say Brentford could beat this team.
1: just, Oh man, I'm glad I didn't see that.
0: Just absolutely insane. Um, But it's one of those things where when you're playing on the European stage, you get exposed to different sort of audiences and, and this is the type of stuff you get. So um, really happy with the performance and, and let's go ahead and get into it. So as far as the starting lineup is concerned, did you have any, would you have played it any differently? I know we spoke at the end of the last podcast that you would have taken Darbian over Dumfries,
1: but um, how do you think that that shook out today? Lineup wise. I wouldn't have changed anything myself to start it. We saw the impact that Dumfries had when he came on as a sub, and I don't think he would have had that same impact had he started. Uh, But yeah, I mean, I agreed with everything that uh, Inzaghi did with setting up the team for sure. You know, we like you said, we did talk about it the previous episode, and I think you know he just he knows what he's doing. He really he really does, and I'm I wouldn't have changed anything myself. So
0: yeah the the first half was. Very much in that in control, but not really um not really getting anything too incisive, at least in the first first part of that that first half. Atletico did have some um some chances on the counter, and I think that there was a lot of talk going into this game that they were gonna play super defensive. They did have a low block, but it wasn't like they were I mean, look at the players that they had out there, like Griezmann, Lino, depaul like they definitely had some players that could do damage, but they just, you know, Inter did a good job of progressing the ball up the pitch, um, creating opportunities. A couple of the opportunities that they created. There was uh Devray getting his getting his way into the final third, which was really good to see, you know, sort of the build up play that led to that action. Um Duram was, you know, had a great first half. Barella um played a perfect ball into him that he just couldn't, you know, he couldn't get a a good handle on it. And then probably our best our best chance of the match was Turam really shrugging off his defenders and and bringing the ball into the area, laying it off for Laltado, who after the match said himself um said himself that he hesitated, that he was gonna initially shoot it first time and then took a touch and eventually it went wide. But ultimately that first half was definitely it was definitely Inters. Like would you argue that we didn't we weren't the better team in that first half?
1: No, not at all. I wouldn't make that argument. Uh, I was very impressed with the plan that Inzaghi had for this game. Uh, we kind of knew what what uh Cholo wanted to do with Aleti with the way he lined them up, obviously it was a very strong lineup for sure, but we know he wanted to have that low block. Really, I mean, it's it's a fake five-man defense, in my opinion, and and most oftentimes it really turns into eight. Uh, I think they knew how we can hit them on the counter. I think they knew our pace and how we like to play from the outsides and, and be able to whip balls in. Yeah. Uh, so they tried their best to, uh, to stop that from happening. But uh, for that first half, I thought we dominated them for sure. Um, you know, I would look at it as Inzaghi took the first part of the technical chess match. And, uh, I I don't think, you know, outside of the finishing, he couldn't have asked for, for better execution of his plan. You know, I mean, it's a shame that in a game of this magnitude, that's when our, you know, considering how clinical we've been in a lot of ways, um, to see us not be able to, to put those chances away was a little disappointing. However, I was not disappointed with how we played the rest of the, that half.
0: Yeah, and I think the the way to go about this is not, you know, because of the tactical nature of that first half and because it really was a chess match, I think the way to talk about the first 45 is to get into a discussion about some of the, the players' performances. Um, you know, we'll obviously get into the full match performances and touch on everybody that played today, but there were two players that stood out for me in a negative in that first half that I thought juicy. Yeah. (laughs) That I thought a, um, killed a couple of, of opportunities for us with how slow they were, you know, with their decision-making. So the first is going to be Mickey Thaddean in that first half. Yeah. I mean, he just wasn't like there. Am I wrong to say that there were at least two, attacks that we had going that it just the ball was on his foot for
1: too long like he just had to release his man a, a little quicker no man i, I agree 100 percent with that uh there was something that you know i was talking to one of my friends outside of uh our typical group chat and he was saying the same thing and i i agreed with that I, you know i echoed that sentiment and it felt like how to put it You know, when you get sick and you have a little bit of brain fog, like you just can't think quickly as you used to. That's what it felt like watching him play. Like, I think he recognized what it was that was the right player, what he wanted to do a little too late instead of just being quick with the movement. And, you know, something that I'm sure Inzaghi echoes and, and I've heard other managers say in the past is the ball moves faster than the player. So even yeah. if they're not there, if you put it in the right position, that person will still be able to move into it and be able to run onto it and and kind of make something happen. It just felt like it wasn't clicking with him mentally, um, for sure, in in a lot of ways. So, and it wasn't like it wasn't a
0: a bad performance by any means. It's just something sure. to to discuss in terms of like players that um didn't have their best half. And on on the the flip side of that, am I? Underrating? Did I underrate Samuelino coming into this game, or did did Darmian just not look defensively as solid as he has in the past? I mean, this season has not been his best season whatsoever. But I just feel like, you know, definitely in the first half, at least once in the second half, he got skinned as well he just wasn't able to handle Samuel Lino. And I think, you know, we spoke about coming into this game, the preference for Darmian was because we thought he would be more defensively solid, but he didn't He didn't quite look like that today. I had some worries about him in that first half, after that first half performance.
1: He was definitely shaky. I think we certainly underrated Samuel Lino. um You know, I knew he was good. I knew he was a dangerous player on the ball. I knew he had dangerous pace that could be exposing some of you know especially Darmian who is not the fleetest of foot uh, but I thought you know what his brain will be able to make up for his lack of pace and yeah I would agree with you I mean I do think that he handled certain situations better than what I, I mean granted we didn't see it but I, I do think he handled certain situations better than what I would have imagined Dumfries would have in those same situations but there yes there were a first few times where he was caught flat-footed and Lino was able to just burst right past him offensively. Even like his decision making with passing the ball and, and knowing when there was a few times where he tried to drill it straight through the the pitch. I mean, uh, you would call those like hospital passes in the NFL. You're just setting up your teammates to fail, and it was a, it was a little a little shocking for sure for someone of his skill level and his um, veteran status, but. Yeah, he was a, a little disappointing, but I do think he did, for the most part, kind of contain Lino. It was just a few times that he got beat that you were like, oh, goodness, is this a chance where Atletico can expose us and then score like a cheap, fluky goal because of just a slight instance or a slight error? So thank goodness yeah, he did, but... It didn't help also that Freeze came in and
0: looked, looked, had a good game, um you know, just looked much more... He was
1: definitely more involved. I think he was more more willing to impose his physical aspect, which I was good. You know, he. I think he was throwing Lino aside and, and kind of making his presence known. The only thing I did notice too, though, and again, I'm not trying to take cheap shots at, at Dumfries or anything. I, there was a few times where he backed off too far, in my opinion, from Lino and gave him space to operate and then would kind of expect Pavard to go in and and, and make up for that, which kind of worried me because I was like, it just made me think of when Kostic scored against us, when Dumfries gave that much space and almost respected him too much, that then you just allowed yourself to give up a goal. That, That was the only thing that was kind of scaring me, but...
0: Yeah, and if if Darmian is you know losing a step, um, then defensively on that right wing outside of Pavard, then we might you know we might have some trouble. I, I agree with you. Like aerially, freeze was great today, and I also thought just offensively he did create a number of opportunities, and I thought he had a a, a pretty good game.
1: Um, I know I'm going to be the minority here, but I think I think Buchanan would have been a better call, given the situation, given that once we scored, they started going for it more. If he would have had that space to operate on the right side, I mean, who knows what could have, what chances could have developed there? Even though you're running with at at that point some tired Lautaro legs and Arnautovic, I still think he could have done a little bit more going forward with the ball than what we got from Dumfries. But I'm not gonna. It, it, it is. I'm fine with it. That would have been a huge call for Simona to make, given the the stature of this game, right? Like, but like, know. but. I get it to an extent, but like, are we going to treat all our youngsters that come in with kid gloves forever? Like, he played for Bruges. He went to Champions League games. He played in big moments. I think Granted, he
0: scored in the Champions League as well.
1: He has, and yes, they didn't. If I'm, if I remember correctly, maybe not last year, but two years ago, they got to the round of sixteen and lost to Dortmund. If I remember, um, and he played really well then. And Dortmund wasn't like it's not like they're going up against Copenhagen, you know? Like Dortmund's a a good team they've been in finals they have players on that squad who have gone far who had massive careers <laughs> marco royce my boy uh but like so, like all kidding aside like this guy he can he can't i think he could have handled the moment i understand you wanting to like kind of shield him and not put him in a situation where you know it maybe exposes him it shoots his confidence i get that i really do and, it, I, and maybe it's because i selfishly want him to be a massive hit that i did want to see him take this chance and give be given this opportunity and again, it's not that Dumfries played bad. He did not. I, I thought. I agree. He was more impactful than than Darmian was. I just. I think because I want him, and what we saw in the little the little cameo we got, it excited me that I thought that he could have also been an offensive presence and maybe helped us get even a second goal in this one.
0: It's an it's an interesting shout. It, you know, obviously it would have been uncharacteristic of of Simone, and that may be. You know. Um, I wouldn't say a weakness, but that may be a, a blind spot in his managerial style. Um, but nonetheless, you know, moot point. It it didn't happen. So anyway, before we get into the second half, which which was a much more open affair and was really exciting and had me shitting bricks. Um, the one there were three players that really stood out for me today. Uh, overall, but. Only talking about one here for the first half because we only got to see him for 45 minutes. What did you make of of Toudam today? We'll talk about the injury a little bit, but just in terms of his performance, um, you know, for me, he was like perfectly linking up with Lautaro, like just giving Lautaro every opportunity to do what he what he should have been doing, which is put away um, maybe a couple chances that he had. But I just thought he was such a, a threat and And so good, in terms of uh, being an outlet for for the ball
1: yeah, he's definitely been such such a tremendous signing, and the way he was able to hold up play um the way he was able to out muscle if i'm not mistaken, Wietzel on that ball that was played through to him and just maintain possession and lay it out like tremendous tremendous player i I wish he wouldn't have gotten that abductor strain, which from all. Early indications, it's not too serious. He is going to miss a couple games, which, you know, given the, the lack of quality we have on the bench behind him, it, it is a little worrying. I mean, thank goodness we still have Louty, but um, he is just so vital to our success. And I hope that he continues to have this type of impact and continues to go forward and continues to just improve as a player, a finisher. And, you know, this could be a partnership for years to come. Like we said, last episode. And I mean, I am, I'm thrilled that he is our player for sure. So he gets subbed off at halftime. It looks
0: like, uh, you know, a right or left. They said thigh strain, um, which could mean anything, right? Simone, after the Salernitana game was really talking about Natovic and Alexis, saying how important they would be for us in the second half of the season. And we may, you know, we may just get a a glimpse of that, um, depending on how lengthy this this uh, injury for Turam ultimately is. Fingers crossed because he's been so immense for us, but we'll see how things shake out. We can't really call it. Either way, um, I think the one positive is that you saw how involved he was from the bench in the second half. Duram just cheering everyone on, so obviously he wasn't in like immense pain.
1: I was gonna say, and that's a good sign too that we did see him on the bench because I think had we not seen him there, we would have felt a little bit more concerned with with the injury given his his previous history. For you
0: know, yeah, if if there was like a major tear or anything, you feel like you'd see him in some sort of Contraption with his leg wrapped up, maybe not not bouncing around, but um we'll see we'll see how things shake out so going into the second half, that is the the sub that happens aunotovitch comes in and immediately gets a chance like you know four minutes into into the second half is the first touch of of the ball um a beautiful a beautiful way to break the press um uh, Sommer plays it over to Pavard right on the edge of our box. Pavard does this like, little back heel. I forget to exactly who, but eventually it finds its way to Miki Dottie and streaking down the left-hand side of the pitch, lays it off to DiMarco, who plays a picture-perfect ball. Like, just absolutely everything about the build-up to this goal deserved a goal. Everything about, about the action, you know, it deserved to end up in the back of the net. Arnautovic should have put a boot on it, and it would have went low and and into the bottom of the net, but instead he gets his shin across it, and it gets skied over. And immediately, um, the discourse on Twitter comes out, which is understandable because Arnatovich has missed a lot of chances this year. Um, about how much he sucks, it wouldn't be the first chance that it wouldn't be the only chance I should say that he missed uh, in this game. But I, I want to have this discussion around Arnatovich, because I think it's a, there's important context around it, right? because you do have you know a lot of people trashing him on twitter you know i think nima called him the worst 10 million that inter has ever spent and and you know there may be an argument for that but i also don't want to discount the fact that he got himself in a lot of he you know he you have to shitty players don't get all of these opportunities, right? Like, you're getting these opportunities for a reason because your movement, um, the way that the team is playing off of you, you know, he had a beautiful one-two with Lautaro. Like, as a... F- everything outside of the finishing, I thought he was really good today. Everything outside of the finishing, I thought he was really good today. But I don't know what it is, whether it's a mental block, whether it's, like, age and that his reactions are not good enough. Like, the the... That one two with Lautaro where he skies it over the bar, like it's the technique that is wrong. You're you're never
1: leaning back on that. Never. You're like, never mean, you're, taught, you're taught since you're like five years old not not to lean back on a shot like that. So I I don't know what it is. I know, and granted, listen, I'm I'm not. I was never near the level of these guys. I but the way he reacts and the way he looks at the sky and the way he you know kind of drops his shoulders and looks depressed. I used to get like that when I would be in slumps. So it's definitely a mental thing, hundred percent. Like when I'm when I'm playing up top and the balls are even played through. Like um, our coach used to call them wet dreams when you would get it like just perfect. Yeah, all you have to do is just finish it. You can pick your corner. It's a wet dream. It's a perfect opportunity to, to score. And then you don't you don't do it. Boom. Your mind just goes. I'm terrible. I can't handle this. I'm not good enough. Everything. And then on. Add in the fact the way the crowd was reacting and responding to him, I could see how that can weigh on. As a human being, you know, I, I could I could see how difficult that is, and I know the struggle. I've been there, obviously not nearly on the same level, um, and I'm not trying to compare myself or say I'm anywhere close to what what Arnatovich is, but just I know the pain, man, and I I maybe that's why I sympathize with him and I don't get on him as hard. Yes, I was disgusted by the misses and disappointed. And obviously being a fan, you want to see our team go up one nil, two nil. You know, I mean, in in reality, he should have had a hat-trick of goals, which would have made him, you know, a cult hero for being in this this tie with Atletico going up against Cholo Simeone and it not being Lautaro or Taram, but then oh my gosh, it's it's Marco Arnatovich who scores three goals for us and just turns everything around and 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 gives us, you know, essentially the the round of 16. Um, but listen, um, he deserves the criticism. Absolutely. I agree with you a hundred percent, Alessandro, that everything else in the matchup, he did right. I thought his hold up play was great. I thought his movement off the ball was great. Um, I know Nima and I were talking about it, you know, uh, post-match in, in between, the, you know, just the two of us. And, Me and him disagreed, and that's fine. Everyone's entitled to their opinion or or how they feel about the situation. You know, just seeing um, his side of things, I get where he's coming from. I get the disappointment. You know, yeah, 10 million. I threw back at him, hey, we spent 30 million on Correa. You know, like I would much rather spend 10 million on Marco than 30 million on Joaquin Correa any day of the week. And not to mention, the guy is in France and he's not even scoring. So, um, he had an opportunity to, I think that if he would have scored all three of those goals, I think there would have been no pressure for him anymore. And he would have just felt all this weight um, leave him. But when you think about it, you know, if you had an opportunity as an 18-year-old to go to a big club like Inter, it not work out, you leave, and now you're come back as a 30, what is it, 33, 34-year-old. Yeah, you want you want to come good now, right? You want to make an impression. You want to reward the club's faith in you, in bringing you back. I think there's added pressure. He definitely needs to speak to some kind of sports psychologist, in my opinion, to to kind of get over this hump because I think he's putting way too much stress and pressure on himself to to score and 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 be successful. And I think if he just just went out and had fun and played, I mean, after all, this is a kids' game. Yes, to us as fans, it's bigger than that. But if you just go out and have fun, I think the goals will start coming and he'll be able to, to click that because he is a good finisher. I mean, he was scoring goals, no problem for Bologna, getting worse service, worse chances. I think... I, I'm i not saying he's going to become this 15-20 goal scorer, but I do think that there's still something there to be offered than what we'll get from Alexis than what we ever got from Joaquin Correa. I'm, I'm, you, th- you think he's better than what he's shown, which is how I feel as well. I, like- I do. and And... And the thing that gets me upset is that it's almost like people are rooting for him to fail so yeah. that they could say, ha, see, I told you so. I don't like Dumfries. I don't ever root for him to fail. I don't want him to be a flop. I want him to reach the levels that, listen, anyone who, you uh, could find. I wish my other account wasn't, wasn't deleted. When he was at the Euros, I said that if, we, if we're losing Hakimi, Denzel Dumfries is the player I wanted. Now he hasn't lived up to anything that I saw from that team at the Euros. He has been nearly as good on the ball. He hasn't been nearly as 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 effective as a finisher. There's a lot of errors in his game, but I don't root for him to fail. I don't root for anybody. Inter is my club. If you're rooting for a player to fail, then you're not root. Then you're not really a fan, in, in my opinion and i'm I'm just gonna call out the people who 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 love to you know point fingers and and make fun of like hey, hey oh you were a fan of Radu, look how he sucked, oh like you were you know you you wanted born a look how he sucked, all oh, this and that like one first of all, I'm not perfect second i'm not I'm not a professional scout, I see what I see, I go off of my eye test and I think you know this guy may be good, that guy may be good, whatever. I don't push agendas. I have players that I like that I support, but I, in the end, I support Inter. Now, whether Lautaro leaves, Barela leaves, they're not players I want to see leave. But at the end of the day, I'm not going to go follow them to whatever club they become. I'm gonna I'm gonna wish them success when they play Inter. I hope they stink if that ever happens. But Inter is my club. End of story. So to root against a player like Marco Arnadovic and laugh when he fails and say all these terrible things, like I listen, I even said. You know, oh, he's dead to me after the second miss. But I'm also not—I'm not saying like, oh, I hope the next opportunity he gets to score, he misses, so we can like laugh and boo and or or show that he he's not worthy, whatever. Like, it's 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 kind of sickening to to see people react this way. You don't have to like him. I'm not saying you have to become a fan of Marco Arnatovich, but to 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 actively hope that he fails—what is wrong with you? What is yeah. wrong with you? It, it, it's insane <laughs> to me.
0: Yeah, I I feel the exact same way. And I think the two things that I think are the most important pieces of this discussion is one, Simona said it himself after the match. If Arnatovich wasn't getting these opportunities, then he'd be worried. Like he's not, you know, we've seen Lautaro go through droughts before. We've seen all great strikers at Inter go through scoring droughts. If If they're not getting the opportunities and they're not, Work like that means that they're not working within the system. That means like they're not suited for for the game.
1: You and I are old enough to remember Zlatan when he was at Inter. Every every round of sixteen tie, everything he did in the Champions League, that guy was MIA. Never being in right place. Like I remember the tie, the the round of sixteen matchup with with Man United. Where were you? It almost felt like we were playing a man down. And I don't remember people like if Twitter existed then, I'm sure Zlatan would have would have been torched for his performances there. But yet he's remembered as, and revered as this fantastic player. Now, I'm not saying Arnatovich is anywhere close to the level of Zlatan Ibrahimović. Now, when he was 18 and I, and I saw him coming in 2010, I thought he was it's a different story. Anyway, you know, it's like what I just don't I don't get the hate. And like you said, so many strikers go through slumps. Have you know nothing? Look at the way he laid off that ball for for Louty. perfectly, perfectly weighted, and then was able to make the smart. Like people say, he's lazy and stationary. He made the right run into the right position. Lautaro laid a perfect ball. He just, I mean, he did a a, a schoolboy error mistake in in leaning back the way he did. It was almost almost like he was trying to catapult it the way he leaned back so much. But yeah, yeah. I mean, it's. I'm less concerned with
0: with Aronatovic right now only because a he is getting opportunities but the thing that does concern me is like you said the mentality like I think he's really really feeling the pressure because he's putting everything 100%. into this like second stint at Inter I finally have this chance at redemption and I think it is it is weighing on him because the the misses are Uncharacteristic for any striker, especially one that we've seen do the kind of things that he's he's done in his career. So anyway, all that is is to say, like, I am not an Arnatovich basher. If he came on the field and did absolutely nothing, like wasn't able to get any opportunities, that's another story. But you know, I'm again, like you said, I'm gonna support. My uh shit I just hit the lever on my chair and I went all the way fucking down um, <laughs> that that took me out of it for a sec uh I'm gonna support this guy and and I hope that he he comes through and does well and he did get he did get the goal that sealed the deal he also got m v p for the match, which must have been mm, uh his okay. his face okay. when he was holding the trophy it was like uh I'm not so sure about this, but um. And also the... That was undeserved. Even, I'll, I'll, listen, I'll, he didn't deserve to be man of the match, but... Okay. No, he didn't deserve to be man of the match. But on the goal that he scored, it's so easily that could have been picked out off the line by whoever that def, defender that was. was. No, I don't was, know if it yeah, was that, Lino or whoever was Lino. it was.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, wild. But um, he puts it in,
1: San Siro erupts, and, um, you know, and, and you, he's the uh, one okay, that... Would you want, right now... Korea back in, in, in his role or, or Arnautovic right now? Arnautovic. Arnautovic has more goals this season for Inter than Korea had last season, and he's had so far in France this season already. Arnautovic has done more, provided more. And there's people who say that Korea would be doing better then I, don't
0: these, I don't know who these people are. Like, no I, I, shot I that he would be. Doing I don't better. even want to give any. Like, again, like not giving any oxygen to people who just don't know what they're what they're looking at. This is like, not like you can't. You are allowed to criticize Arnautovic. Hundred percent. I'm not think, saying he's absolved of it. Like, I think as a a football watcher or a football understander, everything outside of the shit misses was really good really really good okay and it's just like he'll figure it out he'll figure it out he's not a young kid he's he's 34 years old it's a mental he's got to figure out the mental side and um you know and we'll see we'll see how that shakes out i'm looking for any other like big second half chances there was the give and go that we just talked about with ronatovich um there was a low cross by Domfries across the box that, again, Arnatovich couldn't get to. There was the Chalonoglu delivery on, I think it was a free kick, um, or it might have just been Chalonoglu whipped in a cross on the right, and Lautaro got on the end of it, which is pretty crazy how often Lautaro is able to get to those balls despite the fact that he's 5'9", and he's going up against giants Um, that went straight at, at O'Block. There's the
1: Arnatovic goal. There was the the cross from Barella where Lauti got so much power behind the header, but he put it right at uh right right at at block. Yep. Yeah. And
0: okay, let me see. That's really it. So um all right, let's get into uh let's get into these players here. We're already like forty minutes into this thing and it's late at night. So let's start talking about these players. Somer. Um not anything to do. Not anything yep. to do today. I think I'd let it go. Had let's see on target zero shots on target, so he literally didn't have anything to do except there was a, a moment where Llorente got in between Devry and Sommer. Um, you know, he took a pretty bad kick to the
1: sternum but rebounded fine. And it was a little scary the way yeah. the way he was like kind of like eyes were twitching on the ground. I don't know if he was just like, I don't know, it. it, it to be honest, there was a part of me where I was worried he was having an Erickson episode. That's can't even say that. Yeah. Uh, but i but that's that's literally how I felt. Can't even I say got that. really nervous.
0: There was one the distribution was good. There was one bad pass that actually happened in the minute. Yeah, to the right minute. side. Yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. And yeah, eventually
0: yeah. It, it got to Morata, but he couldn't do anything with it. Um so pretty standard straightforward game from Somer another clean sheet so you know we move uh Benji Pavard a lot of uh the tacticos on Twitter were just noticing that Inter's wide
1: center backs get very involved in the attack i mean it's so funny and <laughs> and then it made me laugh too and i talked about it with i forgot what there was a i was interacting with somebody on on Twitter but it, they were talking about Inzaghi taking over at Liverpool. Oh, I think that he's a guy that should be brought in, blah, blah, blah. And then I'm like, I, I called it out. It's like, do you think Liverpool, with their current crop of players, is going to play the same style? You know, Darwin Nunez is going to finish the same opportunities that Lautaro Martinez does. Darwin Nunez, in my opinion, is the worst striker in Europe. And that may be, that's definitely exaggerating, but that's how he looks to me. And then you expect Joel Matip... Uh, Conate and the um, Van Dyke and Ven no I was gonna, well Dyke to play and be able to move up and distribute the way Pavard and Bastoni do like do you not see that that squad is not built for Inzaghi to come in and 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 right right away hit the ground running you would have to spend so much money and then essentially just buy pretty much all of Inter to to have the same type of effect it's not happening so throw that dream out of your head Liverpoolians and move on.
0: Yeah. um, And, you know, Pavard himself, it it wasn't, uh, he wasn't super offensive today, but he did his job defensively. His role today was more like recycling the ball and keeping, keeping things moving um, on the ether side as opposed to getting in the box himself or even providing a lot of service into the box, but very solid game from, uh, from Benji. One of my, Men of the match has to be Stevan Devere. Huge today. Absolutely huge. Was so safe on the ball um with his distribution. Did his best to like get forward and join the attack. Actually had like, you know, <laughs> ran 70 yards down the field, which you don't see often from him to, to join an attack with uh with Lauti. And um he just was like first to every ball was provided the physicality against um some smaller forwards for Atletico, but also when Morata came on, again, you know, same thing. Like did exactly what he needed to do today. Devrai was, was one of the men of the match for me.
1: Yeah, he was phenomenal start to finish. Um you know people some people were concerned that he may not have the the strength to deal with uh with Atleti. That was never something that I was worried about I mean I thought he our whole back line really was was phenomenal today I was very impressed with everybody especially with Bastoni and his defensive solidity which normally you know I've brought up as as being a concern of mine and something that I definitely find as a weakness of his if it it it, it was very very much a uh, a better display from him for sure and I'm I mean I listen I'm thrilled with everybody especially yeah I agree De Vrij to me was the best defender of the three
0: yeah and on on Bastoni you know on At- atletico's right hand side you have Nahuel Molina who we saw in Serie A for years um, with Udinese that you know he's a he's a speed demon though he can really get up the field and De Paul who we also saw with Udinese is an extremely talented player and and they weren't able to really create anything um and we've criticized Bastoni for his defensive work uh all season but today he was not troubled offensively again it's the you know like what the tacticals were noticing for the first time is the, the center backs really get involved in the attack and create overloads um you know he didn't provide a ton of service there were a couple crosses into the box nothing that was overly dangerous but um a really terrific game from him Darmian we talked about not great today um Moving forward, do you want to see Don't Freeze come back into
1: the starting lineup? Yeah, so we could sell them. Mm. mm. Interesting. Make way for Buchanan, baby.
0: Make way for Buchanan. Um, let's talk about Doom Freeze. So Denzel comes on and he himself is able to, you know, create a couple chances. I think he had two shots on goal. Um Four touches in the opposition box. Successful wow, on two did he out really? of
1: three. Two, two yeah. shots on goal. I would not have guessed that.
0: Yeah. Um, no, he was just much more involved in the attack. I think mean, there's a different team when we can actually threaten down both flanks. So I'm I'm ready to see Don't Freeze come back into the starting 11. I think Darmian may need a little bit of a, a break. He's put in... Yeah, I agree. It's been too long that he's been you know, been asked to do what he's doing week in and week out. And he's clearly he's an older player and he's clearly tired. So don't freeze was good today. Ha, ha, has to be said. Uh, DiMarco, some, you know, terrific ball, a uh, terrific ball to Arnatovic in the second half, you know, outside of that, he was dangerous. I mean, there were a couple, like we said in the first half, like Miki Tarion could have released him a couple times. You know, he, he was dangerous. He was safe on the ball. Um, you know, nothing where he's giving the ball away or anything like that. I thought he was good today. Not not his best performance, but um, solid. Again, like involved in everything that Inter was doing. It wasn't, uh, it wasn't the, you know, knock him out, drag him down. Typical DiMarco performance we've we've seen from a, an offensive threat standpoint, but good, good from the the left back today.
1: Yeah, no, I would, I would agree with that as well. You know, um definitely wish there was a little bit more going forward, a little bit more opportunities for him to whip the crosses in that we're accustomed to seeing from him. But not a bad performance by any means. uh There was only like really one instance where I was a little worried about him defensively. I believe it was Griezmann on that side. Um, that was kind of a uh, kind of going at him pretty hard and um it ended up being you know nothing of an opportunity but it it did give me a little bit of a scare because i was worried with the way you know he likes to track pack give people space i mean griezmann likes to get the ball on his left foot i was worried he was gonna do like some type of like Aryan robin thing cut on the edge of the 16 18 and then just curl it in far post um but hey that's just me thinking too much like we're playing fifa i guess and you know he just holds uh little RB and just finesses it there. But yeah.
0: Carlos comes in the 69th for Federico gets, uh, you know, 20, about 25 minutes on the pitch. Is it, is Augusto officially on a heater? Cause that was, that was a tremendous physical display where he really, you know, took it to Griezmann, um, was trying to get involved in the attack. And uh, I thought he, he was really good today.
1: Augusto 100% on heater like hide your kids hide your wife because this guy is like just out there you know doing you best know what line, to everybody best airline oh, on oh the man team. don't do that don't do that to him bro. that's that's cold and that's cold I can't believe Davy Klaassen yeah. needs to make a recommendation for him but yeah it's uh that's what I'm saying you can't have it's <laughs> been months
0: it's been months you can't can't have a conversation
1: i mean you could definitely yeah they should de- i mean you know what maybe it's a language barrier you know he speaks portuguese and italian class in only knows how to say finito in italian it looks like but yeah um augusto was fantastic i mean just tremendous defensively the way he tracked back and was willing to get his body in the way of, of some crosses there was was great i mean the guy continues to prove me wrong i wasn't too excited about the signing for sure and And he's exceeded every expectation, although mine were pretty low. But, I mean, he's far and away better than what I imagined.
0: Was this a uh, below-par performance, considering what we've seen this year from Hakan Chalonoglu?
1: Yes. 100%. I mean, like, buddy, what are you... Some of your decision-making today...
0: Yeah, the uncharacteristic giveaways. Uncharacteristic, yeah, it, like trying to play balls that it wasn't... Like you're just trying to be a little
1: flashy where it wasn't necessary. Yeah, no, I, I agree 100%. It, it just... It, yeah. There was just no need for some of the, the passes. And some of them were putting the, the team in dangerous situations defensively, having to worry about being hit on the counter, and, and, and he just wasn't there it, it listen for for how good he's been uh, like i'm I'm not going to sit and dwell on it and, and think that he deserves a benching or anything like that but given the standard and the way he's played this season the way people have talked about him even in, in world football as, as a regista it's i expected it better and hopefully you know he'll be able to make up for it in the second league
0: best player on the pitch for you if it's not the MVP, Marko Arnautovic, is it Nicolo Barella?
1: Dude, without a question, World the class. best player on the pitch today. This is the Nicolo Barella I want to see week in, <laughs> week out. This is the kind of performance I expect from a player of his caliber. This was like an I told you so moment for me, for people you know, who said he should be sold, that we can get better, Fratesi could step right in. As not that i not that I love Fratesi, I don't dislike Fratesi, but for as much and it's really more so me trolling you know um people apart who are members of the frat party as 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 much as I do like him, he cannot do half of what Barella does with the ball, going forward and getting in the box, he's better than Barella, but is a complete midfielder, he does stuff. I just the touches he had the passing the vision the 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 work rate that he showed today I was in love with it from start to finish how he wasn't man of the match I don't know it it, it it's beyond me right now but this is what I want to see from him my favorite player on the team and I'm so happy with the performance he put in and and I have zero complaints to be honest uh, there's not not a thing. Maybe maybe I wish he would have scored a goal. Uh, fine, that's that's the only thing.
0: He was also all over the pitch. Like he was very involved in everywhere, building up man. play from he deep. Very everywhere. involved. Led the team today in expected assists with point five two. So that means he should have had at least one assist. Uh, also led the team in chances created with four chances created. So it was it was just the performance that we needed against, you know, a really experienced midfield. De Paul, Coque, Saul, I mean, these are our players that have played in, you know, Champions League finals, um, World Cup finals, and um, Barayla showed his class today. So really appreciate everything he did. The midfielder that we got to see today off the bench was Davide Fratesi coming in for Tarian in the 72nd minute. He played a crucial role in, um, I thought defensively today, he was amazing is uh, the way he closed down spaces. The way he went into the tackles was perfect, but he helped really create the goal for Arnautovic because he was the one that, um, cut out the passing lane and played Lautaro in, um, in on net. So for me, this is one of his best substitute appearances of the year. And, you know i am I'm, I'm ready to see more of fratesi we've been saying this a lot but now that he's back uh off of injury um hoping this is uh just a yet another step that he's taking in his development
1: yeah no I, I feel like once he came on he was making impacts going forward um you could see there was an opportunity where he hesitated to lay the ball off i forget who the four it might have been Arnatovich, uh where he was driving up the middle of the pitch I think by the lower third of the needle, personally, but I'm not gonna like sit here and nitpick at Efrenadesi. I, I, I felt like his presence was was felt on the uh, out there, and yeah, I was happy with with what I saw in, in his limited uh his limited cameo time there. Yeah, I want to see um his
0: he was 100 percent accuracy on his passes, seven for seven. Wow, that's, two that's surprising, two chances created in you know a short amount of time um i wanted to see his defense yeah one recovery. three duels one you know so he was he was in there and he was active which is is always good what did you make of lautaro's performance today i think for me the chance in the first half that he gets with laut uh turam laying him off just at the edge of the box should have taken it first time should have scored that goal uh, and I also think on the breakaway, he should have put that in. It should have never have been an opportunity for Um Outside of that, you know, the work rate is tremendous. He is, again, the unequivocal captain of this team. Um, it's the case with all of our strikers today. It's like they gave us everything that we needed from them outside of, of the finishing.
1: What did you think of uh, of the captain today? Yeah, I mean, I would agree with you. Just... I thought everything else was great in his game. The The finishing was the disappointing part, <laughs> especially given with how he's been playing and, and the goals that he's been scoring and where he's been scoring them from. It almost like, yeah, he was overthinking this this matchup too much. I think he wanted to perform for sure. Given the fact that he hasn't had the best Champions League campaign, I think he wanted to to show up for this one. Yeah, it was just some time where he was just overthinking it and took too many touches. And I'm glad he recognized it, and hopefully he'll be... He's most deadly when he doesn't think and he just takes it first time. I would much rather, like, even like how he did in the first half where he had that opportunity that, that went just over the crossbar, I would much rather have stuff like that than you overthink it and allow a defender to get in a position to block it, or you, know, you just scuff it, or, or not really pick the right corner because you're just thinking too much about the, the opportunity. But I don't Uh, think he's gonna have that problem
0: in the second leg though, because when you're playing away from home in like a stadium that's against you, you don't like you don't try to make things look too pretty. Like you're just trying to.
1: They're gonna go for the win. They're not gonna sit back like they did. They have to go for the win. So there's gonna be more opportunities for us, whether it's Turam, hopefully back, or or Lauti, Arnautovic, whomever. Maybe a good opportunity to play Tejan you know at some point in the game you know give him a little chance to to roam around and and, and get behind them there's gonna be chances for us to hit him on the counter and I think that he's gonna have the opportunity to make up for for this game and, and take those shots and I, I'm sure he's gonna go first time and and not even think he's just gonna be like let me get it on goal and although O'Block looked like he was back to his old self as as being a world class goalkeeper today there's been instances though, where he's been shaky late lately maybe not so much this season but we've seen a a, a decline in his game so he can be had and i think that lautaro is going to try to expose that i hope and i'm gonna be honest i i feel very confident going into the second leg
0: we're going to talk about about the um the second leg here in a minute just quickly let's touch on alexis what a world-class seven minute cameo that was Brings perfectly chest down a ball are, are that you, must have been... Are you being been, serious? It was, it, it was, per, it I, was peak Alexis. He, the <laughs> way he brought down that ball, the way he had the little hot feet, and then also, did you see when he tracked back and uh, won a foul, and then was like clapping for himself and looking into the crowd? I was dying. The man you- <sighs> is obsessed. He's obsessed with his shadow... And it was just, it was, it was perfection. It was, I, I don't mean perfection a as
1: I no, I don't
0: mean perfection as a footballing performance. I mean, perfection as an Alexis performance. It was, it was everything Alexis wants to do on the pitch there. Show a little flair, give himself some credit where credit's not necessarily due. And I guess we
1: can, I guess we can agree to disagree on this one. That's fine. Oh uh, yeah, I, yeah. I, I I saw more of him dancing in the middle, losing the ball, and then me getting frustrated. Where it's like, yo, just pass, please. Like, just find somebody and get the ball to them. Yes, the 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 chesting down was nice. I mean, I thought it did go a, get a little away from him. It, went, it did get a little away from. Him. That's and why he turned the, up the field. The tracking back was uh was. Imp- I was shocked he did that. Um, yeah. you know what when you're what is it a lamborghini or a lion amongst a lion. The yeah kittens or whatever stupid analogy it wants to give? i think that might be the one yeah it's <laughs> i guess i expect you to do that i don't know i'm uh, cool good for you man seven minutes and, and i guess this was your seven minutes in heaven alexis sanchez
0: <laughs> listen you know we we might see more of him coming up so Nah, we let's, don't have to. I'm I'm fine with that. That's let's fine. throw our support there.
1: Yeah, we're okay. Uh, support him when he's out there, but and it's not that I want him to fail. Like I like I said about Arnautovic, but he's he's not one of my favorite players. That's all.
0: Um, give me a grade out of ten for Simone considering starting lineup substitutions and game plan. To
1: me, it was an eight out of ten. In, yeah, that's in all honesty. Um. <laughs> And the only and again, you can't blame the manager for the lack of finishing. That's not, unless he that's wasn't going exactly, to go out there and do it himself. Like that's exactly how I feel. I think it's about as good of a game. Like he
0: put together the right game plan. He made a perfect the right, game
1: plan. Yeah, and I thought the only guy who would actually be able to counter him would be Simeone, and and he did it. He countered Simeone better than what Sime Simeone was able to bring. So I I loved it as someone who was inzaghi out last year around this time mm-hmm. you know not to, uh, i think we were a few weeks a little from, bit after from, yeah a little bit yeah after like this. you know um to, it, to i think see it was the turnar-
0: after uh, the salernitana the candreva goal i think that was yeah. when we had that conversation i think
1: that's what, yeah. i might yeah yeah um to see the turnaround for sure in in my mindset and my attitude towards him to now where it's like please give him a contract that keeps him here um so we could ward off uh interest from from the EPL who just discovered him, which is incredible. Uh it's yeah, I couldn't have asked for a better a better game plan to to go into this matchup. And I'm uh I'm comfortable to, to say that I think he's one of the best uh game planners out there when it comes to cup competitions. I right now I don't think there's a better manager in the world for cup competitions.
0: Yeah, I don't... I'm going to knock on wood because there's still a second leg. And I. the more yeah, that people sure. talk shit on Twitter about Inter, the more I want this competition, even though it wasn't a big priority for me. But regardless, um, yeah, I think Simone did it as well as he could have today. And Simeone, a very, very good manager, but... I don't think that he has a a team to be able to counter Inter um, in this type of game. You know, we'll see how the second half plays out. We'll see how the second leg plays out. We'll talk about that in a second. Before we do that, I did just want to bring up a potential controversy. Um,
1: Nahuel Molina, is that a handball for you? Bro, how is that not called? Yeah. I, I, I am dumbfounded to be quite honest. Like not even a VAR check on that. Like that's that's what gets in se- me. It's like in Serie a, I'm, thinking, I'm sorry like that's a that's a
0: penalty called in the Serie A. I think it's a stonewall penalty because I the reason why is that his arm is not tucked to his side. It's far enough yep, away from it's his It's Far body, enough away. But the, the real thing that pisses me off is that there's not even a check. Like that actually scares me.
1: You know, I'm I'm nervous <laughs> that, that can't prompt a check. To have it hit. And you could tell even by his reaction, like he quickly tries to put his arm behind it, like, oh, it didn't hit me. Like that that's a dead giveaway that you know it hit you. You know your heart, arm is out. You know it's in an in irregular position. To not check that, I I I don't understand it. Honestly, I mean, thank goodness. What about didn't, the
0: stomp on Barella? Even that was like I thought I mean, that was, me, at least. Was, but I I I was uh, they
1: called a foul, though, right? They gave him a yellow. They called a foul. See, like, I, it, I, like was yeah. okay. it was a late challenge. It was 100% done. a late challenge. I'm okay with it at least giving a yellow. You know? Like, yeah, you know what? I mean, I get where you're coming from. You can definitely go to it. And I could definitely see where you could say, yeah, that's a red. Um, But I'm more concerned, in my opinion, with... And I'm sure you are, too. But I, I just feel like I'm more concerned that they didn't even look at the, the penalty check. like Like, not even... Uh, yeah, don't get it.
0: Yeah, and I wonder, I mean, in in my opinion, if that was in Serie A, both of those incidents would have been looked at and potentially given um, harsher unless, sentences. Un- unless
1: Orsato was the referee, then it would have never been checked. Unless but... Orsato,
0: well, let's make a list. Orsato, Kifi. <laughs> we don't have to do every Because then we yeah. would
1: probably only leave off Doveri and... That's it. That's really it, yeah. That's it.
0: Orsato, Kifi, Maresca, yeah, they're all, they're all part of the club, yeah. Um, all right. Second leg thoughts coming into the second leg. I over this ninety minutes, I think Inter is without question. I going into this game, I thought Inter was the better team. Leaving this game, I know Inter is the better team. It doesn't mean that that's how it's going to play out in the second leg. You're going into apparently. Uh, the last time atletico lost a champions league knockout tie at home was in 1997 2007. oh two no, 2007.
1: 2007
0: okay so it's been quite a while but at the end of the day we also we don't need to win right a tie gets us through so they they're the ones that need to win so i mean i'm feeling good i think we're the better team i think we've been really good away from home all year um, I don't expect them to all of a sudden become this expansive team that can rip our team to shreds given that we're the best defense in, in all of Europe. So I'm I'm very cautiously optimistic, but also I think it's more not what my head is telling me, my heart is telling me, my superstition is telling me to not say it's a slam dunk, but I feel good about it.
1: I think it's a 2-1 win for us. I think they get a, a late consolation goal to to make the home fans feel something. Mm. But um, I, I truly believe that we've... Now that they have to play a different style than what they would typically play and really go after it, I think that that plays into our strengths and into Inzaghi's hand a bit more. And we've seen how this this team does in these knockout stages, under Inzaghi at least, away from, from the San Siro, you know, we, we took three, I was, I'm going to say, I was about to say three points. We took the victory at uh, Anfield. We won the match. Well, sorry, we tied, we drew the match with Porto, but we, you know, we didn't concede. So that was huge. We won the match at Benfica. We won, well, yeah, at Milan. <laughs> but uh, so we were, we're comfortable. We're fine with this and going into it they have everything to play for. We just have to either get a goal and really bury it early or, you know, just weather the storm initially. I think, I think we can assume that the first 15 minutes will be very telling. And, and I I think will really step on the gas to try to, to equalize uh, early. But if we're able to weather that storm and then hit them with a, with a goal, I think that just breaks their souls. And then we're able to just ease in easily, um, you know, finish it off. So, yeah, and the other the other
0: piece of it is, of course, um, health. Right, like we don't know. That's true. We don't know if it's gonna be like Lauti and Arnautovic from the start. We don't know if maybe Inzaghi, you know, if it comes down to it, and Turam's not available, does he try something new and go with the one striker formation with a second striker? I don't think he'd do that. I think he'd probably give Arnautovic the the run out, but. You know, we have games in between now and then, so you don't know what else is going to happen to the team. So, yeah, barring, you know, if it's a healthy team going in there, definitely feel good about it. But knocking on wood, got to hope for the best. All right, it's past my bedtime, man.
1: You think we're good? Oh, I can't hear you. I bad I muted myself, but oh, I was okay. like I didn't want to hear people cough. I didn't want to cough in people's ears. Oh. Uh, but yeah, no, um, I agree. Uh I do I, you know, I'm just gonna come and say it, if we win this tie, mm. we're gonna do another card giveaway. Fuck yes. And this one's That's gonna going. be a player who represented the club when we run to travel.
0: Ooh. So we um should we when we tweet this out when we tweet this episode out should we ask people to give their guesses yeah yeah,
1: yeah. that's a good idea no
0: let's see who 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 you guys think all righty um rest in peace Andreas Preme, in the words yep. of the great roberto scarpini forza ragazzi forza ragazzi forza ragazzi